Hello, my beautiful people. Thank you for joining me today on Tiff the Truth. This is your girl, Tough Tiff, and I want to welcome you, you, and especially you for joining in on the show today. If this is your first time tuning in to Tiff the Truth, I want to thank you for stopping in. And if you are a faithful listener and you tune in every Monday to Tiff the Truth, I thank you and I really do appreciate you. So please keep sharing and telling others about Tiff the Truth, where we learn and we grow together. And if you don't learn anything or grow, you would definitely be entertained. And today I'm so excited about the episode that we'll be talking about today. But before I do that, you know I have to tell you what national day it is. So today, on Monday, August 9th, 2021, we are celebrating National Book Lovers Day. Yes, you heard me right. So for all of you book lovers who enjoy getting in the bed, sipping on your favorite glass of wine, or taking a hot bubble bath, or wherever you like to go to read your favorite book, this day is dedicated to you. And it doesn't matter if you like fiction or nonfiction, drama, suspense, romance, and the list can go on and on. But take time today and pick out your favorite book and read. And just a little side note for you, I'm also an author and I have wrote two awesome children books. And this summer, if you wanna keep your children busy, How about you pick up my two books, which are now available as audiobooks, so they can listen to me read while they actually read the book. So my first book is called No School for Eva Eraser, and the second book is called Be Good, Eva Eraser, Be Good. So check out both of those books. They're available on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible, and you can find the books everywhere. And just another good thing about books and audiobooks is it really helps our young people with their communication skills, language skills, and social skills. So it's very important that if, even if we don't like to read, if we could get our young people to read, because this will help them to have a better life and also it will give them a solid education. Okay, so that's just another side note for celebrating National Book Lovers Day. Now we can get on with the show. So the show today is called I'm My Brother's Keeper. And today we are celebrating all young men, men and brothers around the world because you guys go through so many things. And we as women, we can't even imagine the struggles and the pain and the stress that you deal with on a daily basis. So that's why today I wanted to take time to celebrate you, thank you, and to let you know we love you, we support you, we appreciate you. And just like brothers are each other's brother's keeper, we as women also would like to be your keeper. So today, since we're talking about I'm my brother's keeper, some of you might say, well, what does that really mean? And to keep it simple, 
It just means to look out for someone, to be responsible, to protect them, to be accountable for them, and to let them know more than anything that you will always be there, that you have their back, and that you love them. And that is why it's so important that we learn how to tell one another why we can that we love each other. My mother used to always say, give me my flowers while I can smell them. Now I understand what she mean. And flowers can be symbolic for anything. Doesn't necessarily have to be a gift, but it's just letting the person know how much they mean to you. And that's what this show is going to be all about. And just like God has always said, how can you love me if you don't love your brother who you can see and touch and feel? So if you cannot love your brother or your sister, how can you truly love me? And Psalms 133.1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And that's all what it's about. God want us to love one another and be connected to one another because love is what bring us together as one. So today on Tiff the Truth, I'm so excited to have my special guest who will be sharing his own personal experiences and his own expertise and perspective on how he is a brother's keeper to the men that is in his life. So at this time, I would like to introduce my very special guest today. My special guest today is Quentin Q. Richardson, and he is a true servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was baptized in the church as a teenager, and the 53-year-old Oakland California native began his walk with Christ in February of 2013. He is an educator by nature and Q, as they call him, was a school teacher in the Oakland Unified School District for 14 years where he taught manhood development, life skills, and PE. And we will learn more about that during the interview. He currently been working in the insurance industry, and he's been doing that since 2018. He is a former college football coach at Northern Arizona University. And Richardson has coached football at all levels, including a coaching internship with the New York Giants. Oh, we definitely got to talk to him about that in the interview. He is also a proud member of Elevate Gospel Outreach Ministry Church in Oakland under pastoral leadership of the pastor Larry Austin, PLA. And Quentin loves sharing the gospel message from the pulpit of the West Oakland Park where the church meets standing on street corners, greeting and praying for others, and listening to and sharing God's word of encouragement. Q is a graduate of the University of Montana, where he was an all-conference defensive back. 
Quentin's passion has always been serving others. He described himself as a laid-back, chill gentleman, but on fire for the Lord. Amen. I agree with you on that. And his passion is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, while his hobbies include working out, studying the Bible, and watching football. He's single, but he's ready to mingle when it's the right time, of course. But he has no children, and Quentin resides throughout the western U.S., and he often travels for work. Yet, the Bay Area is where he still considers home. So at this time, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others my very special guest today. Let's please show some love for Mr. Quentin Q. Richardson. Well, hello, cousin. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How you doing, cousin? I'm doing very well, and I just want to thank you for stopping by Tiff the Truth. I know this is your first time being on the show, and hopefully not your last time, but I'm excited to have you on the show because I know you're about to drop some knowledge and some, some of your skills and experiences, and I'm just looking forward to having your insight on what we're going to talk about today. So how you been doing? How you feeling? I'm blessed. I'm feeling good. I, uh, I ministered yesterday in the park. Uh, so that was always, you know, uh, doing the Lord's work. So that was a blessing to be out there amongst the family and amongst my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, just the the fellowship with folks so that was big oh wow that's a blessing that's always a blessing so i was looking over your bio and i was like there was some things i didn't know about my cousin so i was kind of like okay we got to talk about this in the interview so i understand that you used to coach football you you was in the education field for like 14 years that's a long time so i kind of wanted to talk about that because some of the classes that you said you were teaching really was sound interesting. You, you talked about, I think one was manhood development and the other one was life skills. So I was just wondering if you could kind of like briefly share a little bit about that. You know, what were some of the things that you taught your students with those classes? Definitely, definitely. My, uh, my background, uh, like you said, I did uh, play football at the University of Montana. Uh, back in the day, I was I was decent, you know. Saying I like bragging about myself, <laughs> but I do it all right uh, up there. And so, uh, sports is always in my background. And then, after about maybe six or seven years in the regular workday world, I got a call from an ex coach of mine who was a head football coach at Northern Arizona University at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he had called me out and said, hey, I, you know, I know that you've got a, a knack for, for teaching. And instructing, it's like it's not so much about the football, but it's really about connecting with, with the people, with the young men. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want on our staff. You know, we help us in recruiting and, you know, just in terms of uh, student life off the field and connecting with the, uh, the community aspect point. Mm-hmm. So I did roles like that. I coached defensive backs. I did it for three years, and then I got the NFL bug. And I reached out. I had some uh, other coaches that had coached me in college who were 
uh, at the Denver Broncos at the time. One was with the Baltimore Ravens. And mm. One was with the And I was fortunate enough to go to the NFL Combine as a guest of the uh, Denver Broncos scouting department. And there I connected with another coach and he was like, hey, what are you doing this summer? You ought to come on out and do an internship. You know, and this is with the New York Giants. Wow. Spend the summer with Michael Strahan and Keith Barber and, mm. you know, and, uh, so we uh, we had a good time, and it was uh, it was an experience. But so you know, as fate would have it, my my dad had uh, had a surgery, mm. and so I was kind of feeling distant from home, and uh, it was you know time to go back to NAU and coach. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I had got a, a taste of the NFL, and I feel like you know if I can't have this, then I don't really want you know what I mean. So, right. Uh, they, they had placed some demands on me, and. Uh, but to be honest, and I tell everybody this, coaching wasn't really my thing. Mm. I, I like to play the game. Okay. So, as a coach, it was kind of anticlimactic, uh, on the sideline on game day. And uh, it just wasn't my thing. I enjoyed the camaraderie with the players more. Right. And I enjoyed practice, being on the field and hands-on. And, you know, a lot of the guys became friends of mine. I was kind of a young coach. I was about 32 at the time. Okay. And, you know, I, I really connected with the players, and you know, some of those guys were 22 and 23, and we'd go out together. And, you know, <laughs> wow. Uh, I was, you know, so it was it was a good time. But uh, when my dad got sick, I came back to Oakland, and uh, I just kind of fell into education naturally. I had an aunt that was working for a program in the school, and uh, it was called Project Soar. We came in and we worked with a cohort of students. Uh, we followed them. Grade, and we stayed with them all the way to the corporate. Wow. We counseling and uh, tutoring and took them on college field trips. It was beautiful. So mm. I did a cycle, two cycles. And then, um, you know, you just kind of get known in the school district. I worked at every high school in Oakland and mm, you know, okay. worked at some schools. And um, you, you got to kind of get a reputation. And uh, this, this new African American male achievement was on the scene and it was about uh, it was about manhood development the black boys in the Oakland Unified School District were getting extended at an alarming rate right Chicago and the rest of the country and so uh, it was the first district that decided they were going to be really intentional about targeting black boys hmm. and they put these classes manhood development classes and so um, they, they were looking for somebody to do that and that's really one of the rougher schools in the scope and um, somebody there, a counselor, had you know said, "Well, you know, you guys ought to just coach Q." And I was just kind of known as Coach Q. Now, <laughs> mind you, I didn't coach. I didn't coach no sports in high when I went back. Right, I was done with the coaching part at that point. Right, reputation kind of stuff. And uh, I started uh, with the with the uh, African American male achievement, and I taught the manner of development, and it was a blessing. Mm. So I had a I had a team of 20 boys today in my class, and it was just a rougher bunch because they were trying to just were trying to get kids out of their class and kind of get them, you know, put them off on me. Right. And, uh, I had to go back to school. I ended up going back to Cal Berkeley uh, extension and got some more credentialing and that type of thing. And so um, it, 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 uh, it was a blessing because at the time when I started to do it was the time I started my walk life. Able to bring the Lord into the classroom. Okay. Where else you can do that and get away with it? That's right. <laughs> you feel me? 
So we read devotional every day. Uh, the guys would fight to read the devotion. They would like be tugging over the book. Really? Wow. Yeah. My cousin Fabra, we call him Fabra, his name is Craig. Uh, he was gifted me with a book one summer and it was called uh, Devotional for Young Men or something like that. And he put it in the prison the guard. And so I took it to the class and uh, it had little short devotionals and we would read it and discuss it and that's how we would start class off. Mm-hmm. This class really uh, just kind of about, you know, what, 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 what does it mean, you know, being not just a man but a black man? And it was kind of a, a throwback to some of the things that just are not taught in the home. Right. So, it was Wow, that is awesome. So I could, so I could see that you have always been your brother's keeper. I could just tell just from listening to you from education, from coaching, you have always been one to just want to help people, you know, not just men, but women, you just, you just one of those kind of people. And that's, and that's a beautiful quality to have. So hats off to you for doing that. So are you ready to talk about the show? The episode is called I'm My Brother's Keeper. And, you know, it's it's no slight to our women. You know, I love my women, but sometimes we got to let our brothers know and our men know that we appreciate you guys and we love you and we support you. So I know it's about I'm My Brother's Keeper, but we as women, we your keepers too. You know, we want to be there to support you guys as well because we know that you go through so many things that we can't even imagine. So that's why I thought this would be such a powerful show to just share how we all can be our brother's keeper. And I figured that you would be the best person for this. And just talking with you and going based on just some of the things that you have experienced in your life, you are definitely a brother's keeper. (laughs) So, So I'm excited to have you on the show for this. So are you ready to get started with the interview? All right. (laughs) And if you don't mind, if you can just turn your volume up just a little bit for me, because I know our listeners want to hear everything that you're going to share with us today. 
All right, is that better? Oh, much better. Much, much better. Thank you so much for that. All right, so my first question to you, and, and you know what? I, I do want to ask you this also. Where did the cue come from? Is this is it like a, a hidden meaning behind that? Or <laughs> or is just like a family thing? They was like, okay, we just going to call him Q because his name too long. So so who came up with the cue? <laughs> I just think that's so cute. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, you know, I still remember this. When I was in the third grade, Happy Days was on, right? Uh-huh. And, and Fonzie was cool, the Fonz, right? <laughs> and I thought I was the, the, I needed a one-syllable word. Okay. Quick, right? <laughs> I needed to have one syllable, so I was the Q. Okay. And I the Q, I write it on my papers and stuff. My teachers would be like, uh, if you don't write your name on this paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Okay, I write Q. I, I, I can work with that. So now we know the meaning behind Q. <laughs> All right. So my first question for you is, when did you actually surrender to the Lord and you decided that you wanted to have a personal relationship with him? You was like, okay, I've done enough. I've been out here by myself long enough. It's time for me to just really get to know the Lord for myself. Amen. Amen. It was... Uh... You know, I, I got baptized when I was 16, you know, and like most people, you know, I just kind of went through the motions, did my own thing, went about life. But right. uh, I guess it got serious to me. Uh, I was probably about 44, 45. I'm 53 now. Okay. So I um, I had, uh, I, basically what happened is God kind of backed me into the corner where I had no way out. Mm. The hands had to go up. Uh, it was in a really rough time of my life. I remember it was February, January of 2013. Mm. And um, I, I had just got word that my dad had cancer. Oh. And uh, they had given him some, you know, some months to live. And uh, so it was devastating because we were really close. I'm sorry. And, um, so that, uh, coupled with the fact that during that time period, you know, I hadn't been smoking a lot of weed. You know, okay. that was my thing. Once I finished playing football, I became kind of like a weed head. And, and I'd like <laughs> to talk about that a little later. Okay. But uh, I had, you know, and, and, and so I'm smoking weed. My dad, I'm sad. And, and, my, and I got this pain in my back that I can't get out of my back. And I'm just really in an uncomfortable place. Mm. But I'm, I'm because, and so I went to the gym one night. And I was just going to sit in the hot tub and try to get some of this pain out of my back. Right. And there's this guy in there. And I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm like, man, I hope this girl don't try to talk to me, right? I'm right. <laughs> and sure enough, man, he starts going in. But he didn't go in on me. He started telling me his issue. Mm. And you know how uh, we're drawn to help, right? And right. So I, I hear him saying, man, my kids are putting me through it. I'm worried about them. They're in the streets. And, and then this is what he said. He said, but you know what? My pastor always tells me I can either worry about it or I can pray about it. Mm -hmm, that's true. When I tell you that, the light went off in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, heard that somewhere. That sounds like Philippians, right? Mm -hmm. Four, six, seven. Right. And I was like, wow. And so I thought in that moment, I was like, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. I need. I need God, right? That's who's going to fix because I ain't going to deal with my dad. That's I'm right. Make it's out of my power, but I need to know how to deal with it. That's right. And I about the people in my life that had the most strength in stressful times. Mm. I thought about Nancy at the time and how usually when we were going through death or funerals, how she looked strong. Yes. She always looked broken. And I said, wow, I want that kind of strength. Mm. You know, I looked at my dad was, right? And I thought, 
these people were never rattled in my life. That's right. It was something in them that was deeper than, than what was in me, and I wanted that. Mm. I started going to church because that's yeah. Sunday. I wasn't, I wasn't feeding. I was going to services, but it wasn't feeding me, right? And, and I got to the point where I actually went to four different services one Sunday. Wow. Or afternoon at this one, somebody else's evening, somebody night. I was on one, right? So I'm, <laughs> on, I'm watching TV, I'm looking at pastors, and yes. I'm just searching. And so as God would have it, man, a brother, I was working for my manager. I was working for the YMCA to program, I was an after school coordinator, and a brother, um, pastor, his name is Larry Austin, we call him Pastor Larry Austin, PLA, and uh, I remember asking him, I was like, Larry, brother Larry, don't you, don't you preach, man, ain't you a preacher, I know you a rapper, <laughs> right, <laughs> I preach, he said, but, but even deeper than that, I do a Bible study class, okay, I want to check out on Wednesday night, mm. and says, I tell you, that's when life changed. When I started going to that Bible study every Wednesday night, the first night I went, I didn't even, I was scared to read. I was like, I hope they don't call on me because mm. I can't find one of these scriptures in this little, I've got an old King James and a right <laughs> Right. And, and so, um, and maybe by the third week, they called on me to read something. Mm. And I walked there after I read it, it felt like a victory. Like, man, I read in Bible study tonight, y'all, and I was feeling good. Wow. And then, before you know it, a little time had went on, and now I'm praying and by it. So anyway, long story short, mm -hmm. God went to work on me right away. That was in February. Okay. By the end of March, because I went through this this thing where, I don't know what you call it, this detox, but the God took the weed off the table. That's you good. You know, 20, 22 years, 23 years of every day, and it mm. was gone instantly. No craze, never wanted to go back to it or anything, and it was just gone. And so Praise I knew that God. His deliverance was real. Yeah. And so that was really the start of my walk, man. And mm. I mean, I had the moments, you know, before then that, you know, I, I, where I knew he was real, but that, in that season, yes. um, and I always go back to that. And so that that's when it happened in 13, 2013. Wow. And that's a blessing because, you know, no one's perfect. You know, we all have our flaws and shortcomings, but it's a blessing when you can see that you have changed and thank God that you're not what you used to be. And, you know, we still, we still a work in progress, but like you said, you don't even have a desire to want to smoke weed. So that's a blessing in itself. So I'm so happy for you on that. Well, that kind of answers my second question because I was going to say, you know, when we talk about flaws and shortcomings, what are some things that you're glad that you gave up? So I can see that was one. So you already answered that question. Okay. So right. my next question I have for you is, how have you invited other men to learn more about God in the hopes that they will decide to become saved and begin living their lives for Christ? Man, all glory to God, man. Yeah. When he filled me up, he got in me, and it was something that I just couldn't contain. Mm. And, 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 and in the beginning, it was like, I'm, I'm this man, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fleshly still, right? I'm out of flesh, and I'm still kind of got this fake bravado, ego thing going on where I'll, I'm wondering how people looking at me, and right. I don't really want to go for there and them. I'll share with him, but I won't share with them, and... You know, I was kind of picking and choosing, and I was like, no, that's mm -hmm. where I want you to go. That's and right. So, cousin, I would send out scriptures. I would send out text messages to my cousins, and, and 
and I know they was because this was my first congregation, right? My cousins. That's and right, your family, mom. right? Exactly, and and some of them ain't responding, some of them are. They don't really know how to take it coming from me, right? Because I'm they, I'm, I'm right with them. Mm -hmm. I don't go to church. I ain't in the word. I'm just, I'm, I'm them, right? Except I've been in Bible school. <laughs> 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 right. right. So now I'm sending scriptures out, but I'm. But I'm avoiding certain people in my phone. I, I ain't gonna send it to them. I know they ain't gonna, but, but I'll send it to him. You know, so I was picking and choosing. God was like, no, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I want you to get out of that. That's you right. About looking at you. Mm -hmm. But tripping off how they're looking at you. I'm, I'm, your, I'm the one you need to be trying to impress. That's so right. I, I, I had to get through that thing and, you know, and, 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 uh, and I started sending out, like I said, scriptures. And then that turned into conversations one on one. Mm. Brothers real. And that I was actually on something, and they could share some things with me, and, and so I guess the reputation or life, the life start looking a little different. And now I'm having these conversations and one on ones, and people are reaching out, and I'm always available. And then, like I said, um, just recently, this has only been the second week now, but this past Wednesday I did Bible study. Right, I started a men's calling in you know, uh, for for my family and friends. Right, and. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not a real big turnout right now. And, and that's actually a blessing because mm -hmm. I'm able to go deeper and one-on-one -on -one with some people, you know, some people that I normally wouldn't have this opportunity to get with. Right. Thank you. Think about it now, man. It's such a blessing. So these are the ways that I've been kind of picking and choosing. Plus, my ministry takes me into the strip down in the trap. And, you know, we're homeless in campus and, you know, we, we're, we're different places and I'm I'm approaching and while I'm on the corner, I'm, I'm, I'm scoping and I'm looking and I see somebody across the way mm -hmm. sitting on a cycle, but he kind of looking, he kind of looking away, he kind of listening. Those are the brothers that I'm going to approach. I and know that's right. And man, you know, send a little love, just want to say any prayer. We'll, we'll start up a conversation. And so that's kind of my role. I'm the, I'm the sniper, right? I ain't the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking to see, you know what I'm saying? Who, I like who, that, the who, sniper. You know? I love it. <laughs> But that's good. You out there in the world, but you're letting people know that you can change. And so when they look at you, it actually probably make them more comfortable because when they look at you, they like, OK, you know, I, I, I can kind of relate to him because he's been through some of the things that I'm going through right now. So you're more relatable. So I think it's a good thing that you're out there, you know, reaching the people in the streets because. They are the ones, you know, that need to be saved. You know, like God said, you know, we don't need to save the saved. We need to save the lost, you know, the confused. So you're doing it. So congratulations on being out there and giving people the opportunity to get to know Christ for themselves. Because that's all we could do as believers is just invite and to share the good news. But it's still up to them to decide if they want to get to know Christ for themselves. So good job for that. <laughs> so <laughs> so my next question for you, Q, is what is your go-to verse in the Bible? Like, you know, when you're talking to people, you just like, you know what, but based on this in the Bible, blah, 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 you know, and you could just relate to it. You know, like this is this is your go-to for everything. So what would that be and why? Uh, it, it's, it's the Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7, you know, because that's the one that spoke. And, uh, it, 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 but it's in the heart, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's, you know, uh, basically, you know, in different versions, say it differently. 
Right. But, but the verse I was reading at the time was the message. So that's good at that time. Mm-hmm. It said, uh, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Mm. And, the, and, the peace, and the peace of, of Christ will, uh, will, 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 will exceed, will rest on your heart and your mind. Or something to that effect. Wow. And I got it. I you love it. Mm. You know, that's, that's a good that's one. That's You know, it really preaches to me. Mm. That's a good one. Now, my favorite is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it's talk about trusting the Lord with all thy heart and lean not thy your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And that's, and that's just the way I've always lived my life. I trust him with everything because, you know, sometimes, you know, we think we can do it. You know, we think we can fix our own problems. And I, and I thank God he allows us to, he said, okay, well, let, let me see what you can do on your own. And then he realized we still got to come back to him <laughs> and say, God, I'm not doing this right. I need your help. And, and that's why I love God because he know how we are. And you know, he'll, he'll give us that chance to see what we could do, but we always got to come back. So now I just learned to trust him with every area of my life. That's it. I just, I just trust him with everything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's beautiful, cause I like that. Oh, thank you. So my final question for you, Q, is what does it mean to be my brother's keeper? And this is just in your own words. I mean, we've already learned so many different ways that you are your brother's keeper through education, through coaching, you know. So what are some other ways that you would say you are your brother's keeper, that you try to be there for your friends, you try to be there for your cousins, what are just some of the ways that you could say, yeah, I think I am my brother's keeper? I, uh, the, the, the word is exhortation. Mm. Uh, I took spiritual quizzes a few years back, and, you know, it kind of tells you what your spiritual gift is, and I don't know how, whatever is worth, but it says exhortation. And when I looked up exhortation, it said encouraging. And, and I thought, wow, that does kind of land on where I kind of always see myself. Right. Um, not me, never about me, but I always want to lift up, and I'm always like I'm a coach, right? So even when I deliver my my messages, you know, in front of the congregation, I'm coming from a coach's standpoint, right? So that a standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm encouraging. So um, that's that's what uh, being my brother's keeper is to me. Mm. Um, I'm listening. I'm hearing you, fam. Real talk. I, I feel with. I'm, I'm sympathizing with you. I'm hearing you. Right. I'm not over talking letting you talk but I'm correcting too yeah right we, 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 I can't just let you go and walk off that bridge mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right, right 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 a little bit too so uh, I'm loving on you uh, I'm listening uh, I'm being honest I'm being open especially now yeah you know, that I feed spirit more and I'm not so much into the flesh and how I look and sound so I'm able to, to be a lot more open um, I am uh, brother's keeper. I'm sharing the Lord with people. Yeah, sharing man. Heard <laughs> or what I thought, or nobody's this, or what this author wrote, or what this producer said. Right. I'm, I'm gospel. You know what I mean? That's my conversation for the most part. Is, is Christ, and I know I've got a lot of brothers that I deal with that are Muslim and people Israelite and whatever, right? And and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I've done that too, cause I didn't go into all of that. 
Mm. But see, that was my past, right? So okay. I can, I can talk about Egyptology. I know all that stuff, right? Okay. But you see where, see where all that led? That's back to Christ. That's right. Sorry, right? the truth. Okay. Yes. That's so, right. It, That's it, right. Uh, those were all just things, that, you know, in my youth. But um, so again, just being really honest with with those brothers and conversations like that. Um, I don't feel like I'm a threat, you know, to brothers. I'm not, you know, somebody you got to kind of worry about. Is he conniving? Is he trying to get over it? You know what I mean? So I think that allows me an end. Uh, I've never been materialistic, don't care about what I drive and what I got and none of that kind of stuff. You're going to catch me in the same Nike shorts every day. <laughs> I, I, I know that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely ain't my thing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, my brother's keeper. Um, you know, I've, I've uh, my cousins are my brothers, right? Mm. And, you know, a lot of the same age group, the younger ones I connect with. Um, I got nephews, you know what I'm saying, and um, always listening, trying to feed in. I'm not, I'm not really overbearing, right. you know what I mean? Right. Kind of a, a simple spirit, but uh, but definitely, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you some of this word, mm. you know, and and that and that's that's what it is, right? Correcting the Bible tells us to go ye therefore. That's right. <laughs> to make disciples, and so uh, I'm just trying to be obedient. I love it. Well, that's the best way to be your brother's keeper. Like you said, you're trying to invite them to Christ and to get more disciples. So you're doing it. (laughs) You're doing the right thing. So if you had to tell any of our listeners out there, any young men or, or just men in general that might be trying to connect more with their brothers or their male cousins or any of the men in their lives that they consider brothers and they might be having some challenges, what would you suggest that they can do so they can be their brother's keeper? Yeah, I, I, would, I would tell them to uh, get, get in Galatians. Mm. You can take in Galatians and it talks about the spirit and the flesh. Okay. And, and so many of us as men, and that's what we talk about in my Bible study a lot, is that we... We, we, we battle in that. That's our battle for the right. most part, right? Mm-hmm. The, the flesh and spirit are at war. Mm. And as men, it's worse because I've got this so-called image that I'm supposed to keep up. So I would tell them to get in some of that Galatians, man, and just start seeing why you react the way you react, why you look at brothers with envy, why you see brothers as a threat, mm-hmm. you know, and see that all that's just fleshly. Right. Those things are fleshly, mm-hmm. right? But... And so, so I, I would say that, but then there's some practical advice on some things I could tell them they could do right now. Mm-hmm. Get, get, get away from the TV, cut off the music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We're still listening to some, to the hip hop, and we like the beats, but the music ain't feeding our spirits. So cut the music off. Mm. You know, just get alone, get quiet, and let the Lord speak. Mm. Um, TV off, cut the music off, and and, and start denying the flesh. I really, love it. Real talk, mm. fast. Right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then we can start getting active. So I, I, I think that's real. And it's not much, but it's much. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, that's a lot. Oh, yes. Hey, that's more than enough, what you said. Because fasting, that's definitely a challenge in itself. And like you said, you know, just the denying the flesh. You know, I think that's the hardest thing for all of us, not just men, but women as well. You know, so. I think you gave some very good advice and I hope this will help 
some of our men listeners as well as our women because you know we want to be our, our our sister keepers as well you know so it so this show is actually benefit everyone you know not just men but it benefits everyone and I really want to thank you for being my special guest today on Tiff the Truth and I really appreciate you dropping some golden nuggets for us today <laughs> and I really hope to have you on my show in the near future for another episode on Tiff the Truth. Amen, amen, because God bless you and all your listeners, man. Uh, may, may all this dear to your hearts be, be touched. May, may the Lord cover you all. Real talk. You know, Amen. Well, thank you so much. And that means the world to me. Well, I'm going to let you go so you can enjoy your Monday. Happy Monday to you. And thank you again for being on Tiff the Truth. Salute. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. And I want to thank my cousin, Quentin, better known as Q Richardson again, for being my special guest on the episode called I'm my brother's keeper. Thank you for all the golden nuggets that he dropped for us today. And I think we all have learned how we can be our brother's keeper and also how we can be our sister's keeper. So thank you again. And at this time, can we show him a little love? So at this time, I would like to leave what I call Tiff the Truth Thoughts. Love your brother like you love yourself. You can't love God if you don't love your brother or sister who you can see and touch and love. And if we can love our brother and be our brother's keeper, then that's the true way to love God. Because love is the one thing that connect us all together, and it also connects us to God. I hope you enjoyed the show today on Tiff the Truth. Please tune in on next Monday for a new episode. And hey, catch up. If you missed some episodes, you can always go back to listen. And pretty soon I will be playing some of your favorite by popular demand episodes that I've done before. So I thank you again. Take care of your families and take care of yourselves. Please get vaccinated if you can so we can get back to some sort of normalcy. God bless all of you. And this is your girl, Tough Tiff. And I'll talk to you all very soon. Bye.